back to another episode of the Ins 99 podcast where we got 99 cards because Commander's number one. I am your necromancer with all the answers, Necrozac, joined by my two good buds, Dan and Salty. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good, thanks. Finally getting over being sick, so feeling a lot better. Love that. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing really good this week. It's been busy, busy as always, but been pretty good. Lots of cleaning all weekend, so excited to actually enjoy my relaxing after we're done recording. And how's everything with you been? Uh, it's been fine. Um, I recently got tattooed, so I'm a little sore. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen Zach's tattoo on Instagram, it is uh, it's a pretty killer one. It is absolutely awesome. Yeah, I didn't expect, well, I expected my stomach to hurt, but I didn't expect it to hurt that bad. <laughs> well, that, that one's not a little tattoo, right? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone, as everyone knows, we obviously were off last week. Uh, just life, life got to us. Slothy was being sick. I had to go into work last minute kind of thing. It just happens, right? So again, sorry for anyone who was looking forward to that episode. We have a new episode for you this week talking about what everyone's been talking about, which is going to be these Baldur's Gate spoilers. There's mm-hmm. a lot. Before we even get into spoilers, I want to just say there's there's just too much magic product. All right. it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, this is, again, this is like a, a really exciting set. There's really cool cards in it, but I just might not buy any because there's just too many cards. They've got to chill down a bit. Yeah, it yeah. seems like... It seems like we're getting back into that whole product fatigue thing that we talked about like last year, which I guess it's better to have more product than not. But in the same sense, it's like, well, what do I buy? Well, yeah, the the way I'm seeing it, too, as well is I, I just bought four commander decks and a bunch of the cards from the sets. And now there's four more commander decks. And an, it's a, this is sets enormous. Like we're possibly not even going to get through all the rares and mythics today. Uh, there's great uncommons and commons in it as well, especially in the, like for legendary stuff, there's really, really good options, but Mm -hmm. it's just so much like everything in the set is like legendary, legendary, legendary. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, uh, that's my early gripe. Um, (laughs) Zach asked me before we started this, if I like this more than the D and D set, I've been really outspoken about hating the D and D set that we initially got. The commander decks were phenomenal. I thought the D&D set sucked. Uh, Forgotten Realms was one of my favorite things growing up. So when they were like, oh, yeah, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, I was so excited to see all these like characters they brought to life. And then they just maybe it's because I'm not as big of a D&D guy. Maybe that's why I didn't like it, because it was really D&D focused and more on like dice rolling and D&D mechanics rather than like the stories of those people. They just like kind of like jammed a bunch of them in it. They're like, oh, here's Wolfgar in a pre-con deck and. Grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even as somebody who plays a lot of D&D, it felt kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was very nostalgia based. Like, hey, that's Drizzt. Hey, that's Wolfgar. But it didn't really do anything to build their story at all. Yeah. Or get me hype on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know these characters already, you'd be like, oh, that's just a, a random, like, bulk mythic or rare, yeah. whatever they were. Yeah, exactly. Bruner at uncommon. Ugh. Yeah, so I uh, have strong feelings about those. And uh, this set, it, it is better. It's phenomenally better. The D&D set as well came right after just a bunch of like overwhelmingly powerful sets. So mm-hmm. I, I think that had it been just a normal magic set, like had we seen the D&D set three years ago, I probably would have had a different opinion on it and been like, ah, this is a pretty cool set overall. But it just it came on the heels of so much good stuff. Like we had like our Strixhaven stuff already. We had already seen Acoria, and then they're just like, eh, here you go. Yeah, exactly. It felt weak. That's that's my thoughts on it. That being said, like like I said earlier, like the this set is better. It was designed better. Um, I think that they've put too much treasures in everything in advance. <laughs> everything makes treasure tokens. It's. I don't understand why every color needs to have treasure token mechanics, but that seems the design path they're going for. And yeah, I will, uh, I'll now stop complaining. I understand other people may be excited, (laughs) but those are my gripes. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. And I'm just going to get Zach to, to just go through this first segment of ancient cards. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we're starting off with ancient brass dragon, five double black for a seven, six, 
Elder Dragon. It has flying, and whenever Ancient Brass Dragon deals combat damage to a player, you roll a d20. When you do, you put any number of target creature cards with total mana value X or less from graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, where X is the result. Yep. I like that. Yeah. That's a me card. Like, like I said, there's good cards in this. All of these Ancient Dragons. This is actually a really cool cycle. The red one sucks. Spoiler. But... <laughs> Uh, of course. The the black one's good. Let me let me read the red one. You guys can tell me what you think. It is um Ancient Copper Dragon. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh four double red for a six five flying elder dragon. When it deals combat damage to a player, roll a D twenty, you get a number of treasure tokens equal to the result. Oh wow. It's everything's treasure tokens. Sorry. I mean thematically it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't the one. That that's it's an okay one. One of them is horrible. I can't remember which one. It's probably the white one now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, Sloth, do you want to do the green one? Yeah, so the green one is Ancient Bronze Dragon. Five double green for a 7-7 seven, seven Elf Dragon with flying. Whenever Ancient Bronze Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. When you do, put X plus one plus one counters on each of up to two target creatures where X is the result. That one's not very good. Either. Yeah. I jumped ahead. Uh, though. Yeah, you want to do the white one here? Sure. Uh, we have Ancient Gold Dragon, 5 double white for a 7-10 Elder Dragon with flying. Whenever Ancient Dragon, ancient Gold Dragon deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. You create a number of 1-1 blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equal to the result. Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. cool. I do, I do like the next one a lot minus its cost because in a mono blue you can't really get this out feasibly. But it's going to go in like every Simic deck or draw theme deck. Uh, ancient Silver Dragon. Six double blue uh, for a 8-8 eight, eight flying Elder Dragon. So 8-8 eight, eight flyer at 8 mana, pretty decent. When it deals combat damage to a player, roll a d20. Draw cards equal to the result, and you have no max hand size for the rest of the game. Yeah, pretty good. That one's really good. Yeah. Um, Zach, you probably want this next one too, by the way. Okay. Uh, we have Valor. Uh, three double red for a 5-5 five, five demon flying. When it attacks or dies, choose one or more. Each must Each mode must target a different player. Target opponent draws three cards and discards three cards at random. Target opponent sacrifices a non-token artifact, and Balor deals damage to target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hand. Yeah, that's sweet. I like it. Yeah. A lot of utility. Balor would kill me really easy with that last mode in pretty much every deck I play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love having 30 mm-hmm. cards in hand. Yeah, it's very... Uh, modal stuff is always really cool, and uh, it has a die trigger, which is nice. The the next card's pretty silly. Uh, it's Battle Angels of Tear. Two double white for a 4-4 four, four Angel Knight. Those are amazing tribes, first off. That that goes in a lot. Like, Knight Tribal is a big thing. Angel, with especially Giada just coming out, it's a really, really good card overall. Uh, it has Flying and Myriad. So, 4-4 four, four Flying Myriad is already great stats. Uh, yeah. When Battle Angels of Tear deal combat damage to a player, draw a card if they have more cards in hand. Then each other player, then create a treasure token if they control more lands. Then you gain three life for each player who, or if that player has more life than each other player. So it's life gain, card draw, and ramp on a four-four flying and myriad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Sundial of the Infinite is going to go silly in this set because everything is myriad. Everything. Mm-hmm. Love that card. Yeah, we also. I'm going to take these next two because I just I love them. Uh, Blood Money is just a cool, a cool board wipe. It's very expensive, but five double black. Destroy all creatures for each non-token creature destroyed this way. You create a tap treasure token. I have a board wipe tribal deck, and this kind of fits right at home in it. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that card, and it it gives a lot. There's, I looked at it initially, and it was like, oh, this costed pretty high, and then was like, oh, okay, well, how much treasure tokens? At least it gives them tapped. And then the next one that I wanted to talk about specifically was because there's a new, there's two new artworks. But the uh, it looks like maybe a box top or a full art, whatever the one it is. It's Bramble Sovereign, and it is just really, really nice artwork. I on both of them, I like both of them, but it's it's great. I'm excited to pull this because there's not enough of Bramble Sovereign in general. Two double green for a four four Dryad. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, you can pay one in a green. If you do that, creature's controller creates a copy a token that's a copy of that one. I really, really like this card because I like to play actual group hug decks and not just the silly memes that I talk about every week. And yeah. I, I like to give people extra versions of their card. That's fair. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I would like to take the next two if that's all right. Hit it. 
So the next one is uh, Captain Gothrod. It is a 3-6 legendary creature horror pirate for 3, blue and black. Uh, horrors you control have menace. Whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards. And at the beginning of your end step, choose target artifact or creature card in an opponent's graveyard that was put there from their library this turn and put it onto the battlefield under your control. I love that card. It's sick. I, it's awesome. It's really good. That's, that's actually pretty silly. I like that they're doing more horror tribal stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the next one is one that I do wish they had an original like D&D art for. Right. But it's Elminster. Three white blue for a legendary planeswalker Elminster with starting one to five. Whenever you scry the next instant or sorcery spell you cast a turn costs X less, where X is the number of cards looked at while scrying this way. And you can plus two them to draw a card, then scry two, and minus three to exile the top card of your library, create a number of 1-1 one, one blue fairy dragon creature tokens with flying equals that card's mana value, and Elminster can be your commander. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Planeswalkers that can be commanders are always interesting. Mm-hmm. Next we have Elminster's Simulacrum. It's four double blue for an instant. For each opponent, you create a token that's a copy of up to one target creature that player controls. I like that. Yeah. I really like that card. That'll be a very, especially at instant, that's a really cool card to copy. Mm-hmm. The amount of people, by the way, who think that I'm just an animal and have spam messaged me to make infinite creatures with the next card is, uh, it's it's Faldorn, Dreadwolf, Herald, and everyone, like, I've I've gotten a pretty shocking number of messages actually asking me if I'm going to make this a food chain commander. Uh, it's one, <laughs> one green, one red. I, I don't only play food chain guys. Come on. Uh, it's a human druid. Whenever you cast a spell from exile or a land enters under your control from exile, you create a two, two green wolf creature token. And then you pay one, discard a card, exile top card of your library. You can play it this turn. Obviously that's how it's meant to be played. Everyone's trying to get me to play squee from exile with food chain, just infinitely and make infinite wolves. Yeah. It's not always about infinite wolves, guys. <laughs> Sometimes it is, though. Yeah, well, most most times it is. A few a few of the times it is definitely about infinite wolves. Uh, do you want to take this next one, Zach? Sure. Uh, Far Cry Cunning Inquisitor. It's three blue and a red for a three three legendary creature dragon with flying and haste. And whenever one or more dragons you control attack an opponent, go target creature that player controls. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, if that creature had um, had to attack this combat, you may or you put a one-one counter on Firecry Cunning Inquisitor, and you draw a card. That's like a cooler version of Niv Mizzet, honestly. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I love goading things. Goat is fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, the next one. Yeah. There's um in the obviously partner is a popular mechanic mm-hmm. for magic, but there's like a new kind of mechanic which is choose a background in this, and choose a background lets you basically have an enchantment in the command zone. And I think that's actually a pretty fun mechanic, but this Font of Magic card that we're going for next really functions well with those. It's uh, Enchantment for three and a blue, and it's instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone. Those backgrounds do count as a commander cast. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. As, as soon as I saw this one, I knew it was going in my Derevi deck. Yeah, it's that's a really, really good one. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Yeah, don't like that. The next one is just really good. Just really good as a card overall. It's I'm not going to try to pronounce this. One of you guys take this one, but it's a cool card. <laughs> so this is a Karlak Fury of Avernus. Uh, four and a red for a 5-4 legendary creature, Tiefling Barbarian. And whenever you attack, if it's the first combat phase of the turn, untap all attacking creatures, they gain first strike until end of turn. After this phase, there is an additional combat phase, and you can choose a background. That is really cool. I also like that they tried yeah. to un-goto it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whoa, this next card's insane. It's yeah, it's really yeah. bonkers and I don't know why they would print something like this. Uh we have Legion Loyalty, six double white for an enchantment, and it simply says creatures you control have myriad. It's all creatures, by the way. It's not just non token creatures. It's all your tokens have myriad. That's pretty good. It's insane. That's too that's real good. I don't I like I don't care for the um like the alternate art, but I love that it's just so simple text. Those creatures control a myriad. Yep. Like yeah. no reminder text at all, nothing. Just one yeah, line. I, I enjoy that. Anything with like a crater hoof deck, like any Selesnia <laughs> deck, token deck running this is just like 
creatures you control have myriad. I'll play crater hoof, and my crater hoofs will my crater hoofs will attack. Oh, that's gross. Yes, Avenger of Zendikar having myriad coming in three times is pretty silly. Yeah, there's the creatures you control have myriad is going to be really strong. I'm glad that it's costed so high because it has to be. Yeah, like you you couldn't put this at a six slot. No. Um, the next one we have is Majestic Genesis. Six double green, which is easy to hit for most decks that have green. Uh, reveal the top X cards of your library where X is the greatest mana value of a commander you own on the battlefield or in the command zone. You can put any number of permanents from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest in the bottom in any order. This, to me, is basically only for the Ur-Dragon. I can't really see mm-hmm. another commander that's high enough. Maybe like the Tarask or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's It's really, really expensive to get, like, a lot of times my commander costs four. Yeah, like, you're probably going to be seeing this for, like, Ramos or Something huge, yeah. yeah. Oh, Progenitus yeah. would be great, yeah. Yeah, so, something yeah. that lets you get stuff off easy, maybe. I don't know. It just seems not like something I would play based on its cost. It, it's just, it's too high mana for what my normal commanders are. Yeah. Um. There's a new Minsk and Boo, by the way. Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, two, one green, one red. Uh, when it enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may create Boo, a legendary 1-1 hamster with trample and haste. Plus one, put three 1-1 counters on up to one target creature with trample or haste. Minus two, sacrifice a creature. When you do, Minsk and Boo, timeless, uh, timeless Heroes deals X damage to any target. Where X is the creature's power, if the sack creature was a hamster, you draw X cards. And then they can be your commander. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. It's it's basically the fling hamster, and I, I enjoy that. But is it going to food chain? <laughs> Every single food chain. Food chain boo. Yeah. The next one's uh, really cool for a party. Zach, you take this one, because you, you, you convinced me of party. Okay, uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name, guys, so bear with me. That's why I keep giving you guys uh, these. Nally D... Uh... Nolly, one white, black, or legendary creature, human rogue. You may look at the top card of your library at, it, at any time. You may cast cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard spells from the top of your library. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain death touch until the end of turn. Ah, because she's a rogue. That makes sense. Kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, party's really a really cool mechanic. You just have to, like, you know do it that's what bummed me out so much that they didn't make like the like like wolfgar and katie Bree and bruner they didn't like go out of their way to make them a party theme and try get them in a deck together yeah mm-hmm. where is the flavor yeah mm-hmm. i can go on for days about the old one like i said complaining you also probably want this next one too zach uh slothy how do you say this i'm not a lloyd thank you not a lloyd ship <laughs> Four colors for a 5-5 vehicle as flying, and when not a Lloyd ship enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. When not a Lloyd ship deals combat damage to a player, you may put a creature card exile with not a Lloyd ship onto the battlefield under your control, and it crews for three. Yeah, this card is also sick. That's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm going to take these next two, because number one, I'm a degenerate, and number two, I love them. These are some of my absolute favorite cards in the set. Number one is Packed Weapon, and for anyone who's listened to the Belladross episode, you'll understand why. It's three and a black for an equipment. Uh, as long as it's attached to a creature, you don't lose the game for having zero or less life. And, yeah, Belladross is all about the low life total. And also, whenever equipped creature attacks, you draw a card and reveal it. The creature gets XX till end of turn, and you lose X life, or X is that card's mana value. That's not what it's for. Oh, and the equip is discard a card, sorry. To, to me, that's not what it would be for, for the giant attacks. It would be for the uh, not losing the game. But with the ninjutsu commander, whatever it is, uh, this could really, really hit people very hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like it's the unblockable and they're trying to hit things for 14 off the top of the deck. You, Yeah. Ugh. That's that's the one that I'm worried about. The next one I really, really like because I love Storm. Uh, Storm King's Thunder, aptly named. Uh, it's X and triple red for an instant. When you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy it X times. You can choose new targets for the copy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty silly, right? <laughs> yeah. And that art's insane. Yeah, look, it's a yeah. beautiful card. 
This, yeah, I really, really like this card. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of decks I like in it. And I also really like the flavor text of I alone am worthy to decide where lightning strikes. Oh man, that's a great card. Yeah, that is very cool. I do like that they stapled on its when you cast so that I can't like copy people's, like someone tries to torment of hail fire me. I'm like, I'll copy it 18 times. Yeah. I have to do it with my own things. So. If if we're getting cards that are named after books, can we get the Rise of Tiamat um, saga? That'd be cool. <laughs> right. I was thinking the same thing. Like, that's cool that they, they did that. Yeah. I, th- um, I think this is the one you like, right, Sloppy? Sure is. So this next one is uh, Tasha the Witch Queen. Three blue-black for a legendary planeswalker Tasha uh, with a uh, certain ability of four. Whenever you cast a spell you don't own, create a 3-3 black demon creature token. Uh, plus one, draw a card for each opponent, exile to one target instant or sorcery card from that player's library with a page counter on it, or and put a page counter on it, and you can minus three, and you may cast a spell from among cards in exile with page counters on them without paying its mana cost, and it can be your command. Yeah, cards, like, cool. cards like this are what I wish the first D&D set were. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I was talking to Dan that... I'm going to build send triplets kind of with this as a secondary commander in the 99 because it works so well with it. For sure. I like that a lot. The next one's also really, really weird. It's, uh, I can't even see that card. It's Volo. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, Two and a blue, human wizard, two, three. Uh, When Volo enters the battlefield, create Volo's journal, a legendary colorless artifact token with hexproof. And whenever you cast a creature spell, note one of its creature types that hasn't been noted for this artifact. Two and a tap, draw a card for each creature type noted for target permanent you control named Volo's Journal. So and choose a background. Yeah, and choose a background, which is pretty cool. And then also, uh, this is something Benson's just going to partner with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I already know he is. His background is the Pied Piper or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how do we feel about this one compared to the other Volo? Yeah, both Volos are all right. They're they're both not my speed, but they're both they're both cool. I like the I like the other Volo better because I like making copies of things. Yeah, um, I'm taking this next one. Oh, we didn't even say faces one. Faces one's yeah. five. It it can just be your commander. It's a common, and I don't know why it's in the mythic and rare slots. Uh, I don't know. Probably because it's important. Yeah. Anyways, five mana. If it's your commander, you can choose a color before the game. It's the chosen color and has choose a background. All right, please take it away. We have Onaldo the Seer, two green and blue. For a legendary creature, human shaman, three, five. You tap, draw a card, then exile a card from your hand and put a number of time counters on it equal to its mana value. It gains. When the last time counter is removed from this card, if it's exiled, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. If you cast a creature spell this way, it gains haste until end of turn. Then remove the time counter from each other card you own in exile. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one's going to be like a lot of, crap, did I do that? Wait, did I do that yet? Yeah. I think but that it's a very really unique fun. card. Yeah, because typically like time counters like that, we see that more in blue and red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, well, that kind of that kind of feel. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you have to take the next one too, Zach. It's just it's very you. Alrighty, uh, we have Altar of Ball. It's one in a black for an artifact, and it has um, <clears throat> it has an adventure side and a normal side. So the adventure side is Bone Offering for two in a black sorcery. Create a tapped four one black skeleton creature token with menace, and then its other side is two in a black tap exile a creature you control. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. Yeah, it's yes, really good. Very good. I dislike the next card because I don't like that they are spam trying to make white really good. White is very good on its own. You don't need to keep giving it that. Don't break the color pie because white has a lot of very annoying things. Uh, This is Archivist of Ogma, and I, again, don't understand why they're printing stuff like this. One and a white for a 2-2 halfling cleric with flash. Whenever an opponent searches their library, you gain a life and draw a card. That's pretty good. That's, yeah, that's I, I dig it. Really good. I want to put that in Carador. Well, it's phenomenal for any competitive deck playing white because mm-hmm. your fetches are you searching your land, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like in a lot of those games, like I fetch like my first three turns, I'm running fetch lands or a tutor. 
you gaining life and drawing a card. It just does a lot. Mm-hmm. There's like I just think it's a really powerful card. Two mana at flash, two two body, silly. It's a halfling too. It is a halfling. Half the body, all yeah. the effect. Yeah, it's silly. Um, Ascend from Avernus is also another interesting card. X triple white. Uh, return all creatures and planeswalkers with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile it. Also pretty good, right? Yeah, it's very good. Creatures and planeswalkers is interesting. I don't know nothing about Avernus, but apparently they like planeswalkers there. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, I, I'm going to take the next two as well. Sorry. Uh, Asterion's Thirst, three and a black for an instant. Exile target creature, which is a great effect in black. Uh, put X plus one plus one counters on a commander you control where X is the power of the creature exile this way. That's just a really good instant removal spell. It's cost is a little mm-hmm. high, but for for what it does is awesome. The next one yeah. I really, really like, though. It's Asteria and the Decadent. Four, one white, one black. For a 4-4 four, four vampire elf rogue. Those are all great tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a death touch lifelink, and at the beginning of your end step, you choose one. Feed, which is target opponent loses life equal to the amount of life they lost this turn, which is great. Or friends, you gain life equal to the amount of life you gain this turn. That's dope. Yeah. First off, you can just peer into the abyss and kill people. That's killer. Mm-hmm. But second off, like, I yeah. love this, like, it's insane power built into uh, life gain. Like, just the the fact that you can double up your life gain at your end set is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Very, very good. Um, yeah, someone take this next one. For sure. So this next one is a Babala Saga Night Witch. One, a black and a green for a 3-3 legendary creature, Human Warlock. Uh, you can tap it to sacrifice up to three permanents. If there were three or more card types among the sacrifice permanents, each opponent loses three life, and you gain three life, and then you draw three cards. This is insane. Oh, yeah. oh you like that one, Zach? Yeah. This is this is going in Carador. <laughs> I'm going to get to draw so many cards now. If there are three or more card types among the sacrifice permanents. Oh, wait, no, card types. Never yeah, mind. card types. Not not quite Carador, but is, is a token a card type? Well, uh, if it's like a... Like a treasure, it's an artifact. So you'd want to do an artifact, a creature, like a land or something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you'd make that one work. I'm then tokens. Yeah. Uh, the next one I'm also really excited for, actually, yeah, with Gave. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's Baldur's Gate, Legendary Land Gate. Tap for a colorless, or two and a tap, add X mana of any color where X is the number of other gates you control. This phenomenal card. I build mazes end into every five-color yeah. thing that I can think of. Yeah. And being able to tap... Two to turn it into ten is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If only is... Golos was still alive. That's why he is in our heart. Yeah, I just played anyways. Exactly. They made a new God cycle, which I thought was interesting too. Um, oh, Zach, you want to take this? The God one, the first one. Yep. We have Bane, Lord of Darkness. One white, blue, black for a legendary creature. God five two. As long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life total, Bane Lord of Darkness has Indestructible. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, target opponent may have you draw a card. If they don't, you may put a creature card with equal or lesser toughness from your hand onto the battlefield. That's pretty cool. That, yeah. that is very dope. That's pretty cool. I like, oh. I like that one a lot. I like the next one too. It's silly. Yeah. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Um, so this next one is already going in Zangief. Barroom Brawl, one in the green for sorcery. Target creature you control fights target creature an opponent or the opponent to your left controls. Then that player may copy the spell, and you may or I may choose new targets for the copy. I like that. Yeah, just fight everything. Yeah, they got. I'll I'll rip through two. That's a really cool card. I'll rip through two reprints really quickly. We got Basilisk Colors, a reprint which I like. I like equip creature as life link, death touch for one mana, and it's two to equip. And then uh, Blade of Selves reprint, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, two mana, 
equipped creature as Myriad and it's equipped for four. Yeah, I like that they're bringing back the Myriad mechanic for this set. Myriad and treasures, that's all that's in this set, yep. <laughs> Way to my heart right there. Oh, and Goad. I can't forget Goad. <laughs> yeah, everything has Goad. Uh, we've got Bow, Lord of Murder. Two, one black, one red, one green for a 4-4 four, four god. Uh, as long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting title, yeah, half of your starting life total has indestructible. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a one-one counter on target creature and gold it. Ah, goad it, gold it. Everything has goad. I love the D and D art for this one. The, yeah, this is very cool. Yeah, it's my favorite part about this card. That's fair. They uh, they're giving us the like uh, battle bond lands again. The bountiful promenade. Uh, as long as it enters, if you have two or more opponents, it's untapped and one green and one white, which is pretty cool. The next one's like also a fun card too. I'm just ripping through some of these because there's so many that I want to get to. Um, Call of the Void, four and a black for sorcery. Each player secretly chooses a creature they control and a creature they don't control. Then those choices are revealed. Destroy each creature chosen this way. That's pretty good. That's pretty I cool. like cards that are like that where we have to be like, oh, crap, do you have a piece of paper? No, like yeah. I'll uh, I'll just write it on my phone. Oh, um, the next one as well, there's another mechanic in this. It's Take the Initiative. Uh, it, they're bringing back like a dungeon-like mechanic again. Yeah. And this time it's venture into the underdark. It's got a few. Let me let me pull it up. What it is, uh, Sloth? Do you want to read this card while I look it up? Sure. So, uh, Caves of Chaos Adventurer, three in red for a five-three human barbarian with trample. When Caves of Chaos Adventurer enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. Whenever Caves of Chaos Adventurer attacks, exile the top card of your library. If you've completed a dungeon, you may play that card this turn without paying its mana cost. Otherwise, you may play that card this turn. Yeah. So the. The breakdown of it is the initiative is a player designation similar to Monarch introduced in Commander Legends, uh, and the only way to enter the Undercity Dungeon, only one player at a time can have the initiative. The initiative has the following ability. Whenever you take it, and at the beginning of your upkeep, venture into the Undercity. In addition to several cards printed in Commander Legends, they get better if they have ability for, like, if you have completed the dungeon kind of thing. And what is the dungeon? Where is the? I'll read what the under or undercity dungeon is. Uh, you can't enter this unless you venture into the undercity. You can't enter this dungeon unless what? That's weird. It's the undercity, and it says you can't venture this unless you venture into the undercity. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But anyways, uh, secret entrance. Search your library for a basic land. Reveal it. Put it in your hand. Then shuffle, which is great. Uh, then it has lost well, which is scry two or forge, which is put two one one counters on it. Then it's a tra uh, trap. Target player loses five life. Arena, go target creature, slash create a treasure token. I wasn't wrong. Uh, then yeah. archives, draw a card. Catacombs, create a 4-1 black skeleton token with menace. And then it, you finally get to Throne of the Dead 3. Real top 10 cards your library. Put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield with 3-1 counters on it. It gains hexproof until end of turn, then shuffle. That's pretty good. Yeah. I will say I really like that they're through this one and the other D and D set that they're bringing keywords from D and D and putting them into Magic. Yeah, feels awesome. True. Uh, this next one is one of the backgrounds I was talking about. The first one we see in the list. Uh, it's Cultist of the Absolute. It's one black mana and it's a legendary enchantment background. Uh, commander creatures you own get plus three plus three. Have flying, death touch. Ward, pay three life, and at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. That's insane for just black. Yeah. Yeah, just... There's a lot of really, really strong backgrounds, I think. That's insane. Oh, could I take this next one? Because I've already made a note about the titles. Sure. Sure, so this next one is Descent into Avernus. Um, two and a red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put two Descent counters on Descent into Avernus. Then each player creates X treasure tokens, and Descent into Avernus deals X damage to each player, where X is the number of Descent counters on Descent into Avernus. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give everyone insane ramp, a clock on the game, and then also, if you're playing life game, hopefully you can out outpace them. Yeah. Or or play straight burn and just try to kill everyone first. Yeah. The next one's a really cool card. I like it because I like to flicker everything I can. Uh, it's Displacer Kitten, 3 and a blue for a Cat Beast 2-2. Two, two. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, exile up to one target non-land permanent you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. This is really, really good protection if you have anything that blinks. Even if you're able to like play like a Brainstorm, you can save your commander with a Brainstorm. Yeah. 
I like it a lot. My, not from a board wipe, but you guys get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read this next one because I want you to take the next one, Zach, because I don't know if you've seen it. We've got Duke Alder, Ravengard, 4-1, red, 1, white for a 5-5. Five, five. A human noble soldier. At the beginning of combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and myriad, which is, I think, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Th- this one I feel like you would enjoy, Zach. So. The Jeskai one? Yeah. You don't like Jeskai uh, normally, but the thing that you can do with it, I think you'll like. All right. I'm probably going to butcher the name. Denier Invoker Adept? Uh, one blue, red, white for a legendary creature, human wizard, four four. It has haste. You may activate abilities of other creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. And tap when you next activate an ability this turn by spinning four or more mana to activate a copy of the ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah, that ain't too bad. I think it's pretty cool. I think there's going to be some cool combinations, but I think a lot of people are going to. Uh, I I think that a bunch of people are going to try and animate artifacts into creatures to copy their abilities, like a Staff of Domination, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of a lot of crazy stuff, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, well, like uh, Planar Bridge, right? If you turn Planar Bridge into, uh, like, a creature, which is easy and blue to turn, to animate things, you co- uh, you copy your next Planar Bridge activation. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. cool. I like it. This next one's really, really big. It's 15 mana. 14 and a green for a 10 10 elemental dragon and it costs x less where x is the total value of dragons you control it has flying and trample pay two and a green sack of land return it from your graveyard to your hand that's pretty cool yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's it's a big green dum-dum you get it mm-hmm. oh yeah uh next we have oh did you want to take this one salty i don't know go for it uh, we have Elder Brain, five double black for a six six horror with menace. Whenever Elder Brain attacks a player, exile all cards from that player's hand. Then, you, then they may draw that many cards. Uh, you may play lands and cast spells from among the exile cards, or as long as they remain exiled. If you can't, or, I'm sorry, if you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana or mana of any color to cast it. Sorry, that was like a whole t- uh, like paragraph. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna unofficial commander that card. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Elder Brains and Rocks. I'm going to make that as a commander. I, I just don't care. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really like that. The next card is how you kill Zach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Eldritch Pact, six and a black. Uh, target player draws X cards, loses X life, where X is the number of cards in their graveyard. That's definitely how you kill Zach. Yeah. And next one's rough. That's yeah. Eldritch yeah. Survivors, three and a red for a zero four trample myriad. As long as it's attacking, it gets XO, where mm-hmm. X is the number of lands defending player controls. Anything with extra combat will make, if you can't kill it in the first combat, you're going to die. Yeah. I, la- I landfall in a lot of decks. I've a- I landfall in a lot of decks. That would hurt. Um, so the, ne- the next one is a Furbolg Flutist for double red for a 4-4 giant bard. It's got enthralling performance. Uh, when Furbolg Flutist enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature you don't control until end of turn. Untap it, it gains haste and married until end of turn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the art. That'd be a fun card to flicker, yeah. What is this fraying line? Four mana for an artifact. When it enters the battlefield, put a rope counter on target creature you control. The beginning of each player's upkeep, they may pay two. If they do, they put a rope counter on the creature you control. Otherwise, you exile fraying line and each creature with a rope without a rope counter on it. Then remove all rope counters from all creatures. That's pretty cool. So everyone can pay two at their upkeep and put a counter on it. If no one pays, it exiles all other creatures. Neat. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Really good politics way to get rid of the board. And you can, when it enters the battlefield, you put it on target creature you control. So you can at a minimum save yours or you can group hug the table. And try bargain with people. I like political cards like that. Um, next, we have Gale's Redirection. Three double blue for an instant. Exile, target spell, then roll a d20, and then add that spell's mana value. 1 to 14, you may cast the exiled card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. 15 plus, you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost for as long as it remains exiled. Nice. You're you're almost halfway there to psych rifting the table for free. Ew. Yeah. 
I like that. And then you've got Gale Waterdeep Prodigy. Two and a blue for Human Wizard 1-3. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand, you can cast up to one target card of the other type from your grid. I'm building this for sure. If it's, so <laughs> let me start again. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, you may cast up to one target card of the other type from your graveyard. If a spell uh, cast from your graveyard, this would be put into your graveyard exile instead. Choose a background. That's awesome. Nice. So you can just go back and forth and like, Whenever you instant, you get a sorcery, and because of how it's worded, you'd get around timing restrictions. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very cool. I'd like to take the next two, if that's all right. Hit it. So the next one is uh, Glunch the Bestower. One green and a white for a 0-5 legendary creature jellyfish. With flying, at the beginning of your end step, choose a player. They put two plus one plus one counters on a creature they control. Choose a second player to draw a card, and then choose a third player to create two treasure tokens. I don't know why, but I love this card. I think it's really cool. You can be one of the players you choose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you oh, said yeah. you're taking this next one, but there's a card yeah. I want after that. Yeah. And the next one is a Gorian Wise Mentor. Uh, cost banned, so green, and white, and a blue for a 3-4 legendary creature human wizard with vigilance. And whenever you cast an adventure spell, you may copy it, and you may choose new targets for the copy. What a strange mechanic to bring yeah. back here. It's very weird. There, yeah. I, there is a lot of adventure. Like the next one is really good. This, the next one's super good. I wish it was an instant, but it's Horn of Van, eh, Horn of Valhalla. I can't talk today. One and a white for an equipment. Uh, equip creature gets one one for each creature you control and equip three. That's just a good equipment in general. But it also has uh, sorcery and it's. I think yeah, can't can't read it. It's too small. But uh, Yisgard's call or something. Who knows. X double white for a sorcery adventure. Create X one one white soldier creature tokens. Nice. I like that. Something to dump your mana into and then something to buff your commander with it as well. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, Zach, do you want the Ithalid Harvester? Yeah, sure. Uh, we have Ithalid Harvester for four and a blue uh, for a four four creature horror. Its um, adventure side is plant tadpoles <laughs> x double blue for sorcery <laughs> tap x target creatures they don't untap during their controllers next untap steps and then uh i don't know how to say this word ceramorphosis yeah ceramorphosis i don't know ceramorphosis okay thanks <laughs> when <laughs> ilfed harvester enters the battlefield turn any number of target tap non-token creatures face down they're two two horror creatures oh that's really cool i like that i like that a lot yeah yeah that's super cool. Um, yeah. Slothy, you want this one? Yeah, so this next one is Intellect Devourer 3 and a black for a 2-4 horror with Devourer Intellect. When Intellect Devourer enters the battlefield, each opponent exiles a card from their hand until Intellect Devourer leaves the battlefield. And then it's got Body Thief. You may play lands and cast spells from among cards exiled with Intellect Devourer. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana or mana of any color to cast it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so Zach had to jump out there. But we are going to continue on here. We'll we'll get through the rest of these. We're, we're nearly done. Uh, we've got Jahira, Friend of the Forest. Two and a green for a legendary creature, human elf druid. Uh, two, three. Tokens you control have tap to add one mana. Now that's specifically interesting because it does not say creature tokens. So like your treasures won't have to be sacrificed. Uh, you can turn food tokens into like mana outlets. I think it's really, really cool. It also has yeah. a uh, choose a background. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the flavor text on that too. Uh, the Harper's movement grows, but it needs sunlight to blossom. We can be that light. I really like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, next up, we've got Jahira's Respite for and a green for an instant. Search your library for up to X basic land cards where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Put those cards on the battlefield tapped and then shuffle, and prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn. I like that one. I, I, yeah. I, I was arguing with someone about how good this card is. They're like, oh, you shouldn't have to hold up five mana for ramp. So good. I like this card a lot. Yeah, this card is insane. I play a lot of token decks. People will really, really go hard on this. Mm -hmm. um, then we have Jan Jansen, Chaos Crafter. One red, one white, one black. For a Gnome Artificer, legendary creature. It's a 3-3. Three, three. It has haste. Uh, you can tap it, sack an artifact creature, create two treasure tokens. Or tap it, sack a non-creature artifact. Create two one one colorless uh, creature tokens. 
So you can you can like basically like turn your treasures into two creatures or your creatures into two treasures. It's not bad at all. I really like it. Yeah. Um, you want to you want do you want this one? Yeah, I'm I'm just rereading that. What the Jan? Yeah. Yeah, it's really was, cool, right? Yeah, if you've got an untap. Yes, an untap or a copy like a Rings of Bright Hearth kind of thing or something. Yeah. You'd have to figure it out for sure, but if with an untap mechanic thing, yes, it would it would go off. I'm gonna. I'm going to work on that. Yeah, there's Renkis Shattered One. 2-1 one, blue, 1 black for 3-3 three, three legendary elf wizard. Begin your end step, target opponent gains control of up to one target creature you control. Put 2-1-1 one, one counters on it and tap it. It's goaded for the rest of the game and gains it can't be sacrificed. Then whenever a creature you own but don't control attacks, you draw a card. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's neat. <laughs> a Kindred Discovery reprint with an amazing artwork. I love it. Yeah, that's beautiful. A family that welcomes birds of all feathers. That's that's really really cool uh, artwork. I I just like generally the bird artwork that they do in most magic things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three double blue as it enters. Choose a creature type. Whenever a creature you control the chosen type enters or attacks, draw a card. It's an amazing reprint. Yeah, absolutely. This next one as well is super cool. I don't know if you've if you've seen this one. I have. I think. But it's uh, Lazel's Acrobatics, three and white for an instant. Exile all non-token creatures you control, then roll a d20. Uh, one to nine, return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Or ten to twenty, return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control, then exile them again. Return those creatures or those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Double ETB at four for your cards is bonkers. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I really, really like it. And then, of course, you've got uh, Lazel. Vlachith's champion, two and a white for a 3-3 legendary creature, Gith Warrior. Uh, if you would put one or more counters on a creature or planeswalker you control or on yourself with that many plus one of each of those kinds of counters on a permanent or player instead and choose a background. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Luxury Suite, the Rakdos one of the Battlebond lands. Then we have Mazzy True Sword Paladin. Uh, one and one red, green, and white for a legendary halfling knight. Three, four. Whenever an enchanted creature attacks one of your opponents, it gets 2-0 and gains trample until end of turn, which is awesome for a Voltron-esque commander. And then it's whenever yeah. an aura you control is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, exile it until the end of your next turn, you may cast that card. So a really easy way to get those cards back. I think this is a, a really cool Voltron-esque commander. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... I'll, I'll burn through these next two because I want to talk about one of them. Uh, so first, it's Mighty Servant of Leo uh, Luco. I don't know. Uh, I'm not good. At, not good at reading. Three for a six-six vehicle with trample, ward, discard a card. Whenever your Mighty Servant of Luco becomes crewed for the first time each turn, it uh, if it was crewed by exactly two creatures, it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw two cards until end of turn. Not bad. The next one, yeah. super good. And I I think is going to be one of the chase cards of the set. I think it's amazing. Uh, it's Miram, Sentinel Worm. Three, one green, one blue, one red. You have a 6-6 six, six legendary creature dragon spirit. Flying with Ward 2, amazing mechanics at 6 mana. Like, just the stats yeah. on it are awesome. And whenever another non-token dragon enters the battlefield under your control, create a token that's a copy of it, except the token isn't legendary if that dragon is legendary. This is amazing. Wow. This uh, is amazing. That's insane. You've got you're already in green, so you can already run your parallel lives, your second harvests, your doubling seasons, your primal mm-hmm. figures, X Y, you know, yeah. which is already awesome. And then I'm pretty sure primal. Let me let me make sure I'm I'm thinking primal vigors right. Is vigor only counters? Uh, primal vigor is tokens. It tokens is tokens or counters. Okay, yeah. So I'm not crazy. Yeah, so again, you're already in that. You're in red, which is filled with dragons. There's pretty cool blue dragons in general, like now and then. But you have the blue to support the card draw to get to your dragons, the green to ramp your dragons out, like just raw, and then you you have the red for the actual just dragon color. Like this is a really, really good card. A really good card. It's awesome. Yeah, like this. I think it's going to be, I think it'll be similar to. Zaxara, where it just does too much every game. Yeah. Like, yeah. like just the fact that you can get, like, two Lathless out, for instance, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, double bow guard and hell kites when you like put like any of those things like the the dragons are a popular and powerful tribe for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. I like this next one too. It's it's neat. Yeah. Uh mirror of life trapping four mana whenever a creature enters the battlefield. If it was cast, exile it, then return all other permanent cards exiled with mirror of life trapping the battlefield under their owner's control. Like that's annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And I like annoying. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Monster Manual, three and a green for an artifact. It's got an adventure. It's a sorcery called Zoological Study, two and a green. Mill five cards, then return a creature card mill this way to your hand. And the artifact side has one and a green and tap it. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. That's a really good card. It's a really good card. It's a really, really good card, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy that. We have Morphic Pool. Uh, just the uh, Demir yeah. of the Battlebond Lands. This next card's super, super cool. I'm going to build this one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Merkul, Lord of Bones. Four, one white, one black, one green, which is Zach's favorite colors. Uh, it's yeah. a legendary creature god. It's a 7-5. As long as your life totals less than or equal to half, it's indestructible. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may exile it. If you do create a token that's a copy of that card, Except it's an enchantment and loses all other card types. So again, you're in the colors of your token doublers. Uh, for mm-hmm. both of them, you can even anoint a procession in this. But uh, this means you can get like a devoted druid as a enchantment, like as an enchantment, and minus one, minus one counters on an enchantment don't matter. You yeah. can get a seedborn muse enchantment where you're untapping, and people don't really play enchantment removal. I think this is going to be a really, really exciting, fun card, and then. You're in the, if you have the higher budget, obviously, you're in like the colors of like Sarah Sanctum where you tap for how many enchantments you control. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, re- I really like this one. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this card. I think it's going to be really, really fun to build around and make like annoying enchantments that are, like there's a, there's a reason enchantments are hard to remove, right? They don't mm-hmm. generally do as much, but yeah, there's, okay. there's some cool stuff you can do with these. Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways you can just have, use that yeah i'll uh i'll rip through the next two as well quickly and then i'll let you uh okay. you, you take the next one if you want it sure uh the next one is a nero wild mage for blue and a red for a two seven legendary creature human elf shaman whenever you cast a spell you may put it on the bottom of its owner's library uh if you do reveal cards on the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card you may cast that card without paying its mana cost then put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order and this ability triggers only once per turn or once each turn yeah yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, I think it's pretty cool. There's uh, some fun ways to go infinite with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the artwork on it too. Yeah. We also have Nine Fingers Keen. Also, a 2-7 is really big. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. Uh, nine Fingers Keen, one black, one green, one blue. It's a human rogue, 4-4 four, four with menace, and ward pay nine life, which is no one's wow. no one's going to try to remove this at that. <laughs> that's that's costly. Whenever Nine Fingers Keen deals combat damage to a player, you can look at the top nine cards of your library. You can put a gate from among them onto the battlefield. Then if you control nine or more gates, put the rest into your hand. Otherwise put the rest in the bottom in a random order. I, I don't I don't know how much people are clamoring for Soltai gates, but No, I feel I feel like gates is one of uh it's a five five color strategy. Well, they they did put uh, so they made many new gates in the set, so you can you mm-hmm. can do it in no longer five now in Maze's End. So Maze's End, I expect, will go up in price because yeah. it's actually playable in in lower color decks now. Okay. So we'll we'll get to some of the gates after. Um, Noble Heritage is another one of the backgrounds. It's one and a white, uh, legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own. Have when this creature enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player may put two one-one counters on a creature they control. For each opponent who does, you gain protection from them until the end of the next turn. Until your next turn, sorry. Really wow. cool in my Kenrith skip my turns deck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um I, I, I want to take this next note too. I really like yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh it's two and a green for a three-three. It's owl bear cub. It's a bird bear. It's awesome. Then it has Mama's Coming. Whenever Owlbarrow Cub attacks a player who controls eight or more lands, look at the top eight cards of your library. You can put a creature from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking that player and the rest on the bottom in a random order. This is awesome. I um, yeah. I have a uh, Prismatic Bridge deck. Hmm. And it's all about like 
<clears throat> getting really, really big, silly things like Jinja Taxes and stuff like that out. Yeah. So, like, just having a, a card that does, like, a similar thing that's just like, oh, Mama's coming, and I'm flipping over Ulamogs and stuff is really, really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah let's, let's do... Uh, let's do two or three more and then we'll, we'll stop here. Cause we're, we're not even close to finishing and I'm, I don't want to do a two hour episode for everyone today. Sorry guys. Fair enough. I want uh, everyone to be able to get through it. So we'll finish it next week up with Zach there. Yeah. There's two, well, three of the next four that I would like to take. Yeah. You, you, you but, take them and we'll finish when we're done. Okay. Um, well, the next one is, is not one of those three. But it's Popular Entertainer, uh, one in a red for a legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have whatever one or more creatures you control. Deal combat damage to a player. Goad target creature that player controls. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But this next one, Raga Draga Gorgut's Boss. First off, that's so fun to say. Yeah. Yeah. One more time, please. Raga Draga, Gorgat's boss. That sounds like me describing like how like heavy metal riffs that I'm playing. So, anyways, I'm like Raga Draga Raga Draga. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it's uh, two red and a green for a four-four legendary creature, Human Boar. With each creature you control with a mana ability, gets plus two plus two. Whenever a creature you control with a mana ability attacks, untap it. And whenever you cast a spell, if at least seven mana was spent to cast it, untap that creature. It's a plus seven plus seven and gains trample. Until end of turn. Okay, or, that's creature, silly. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I would yeah. run this as just like a straight elf deck with fireballs, like comet storms, that kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Because, yeah, then I can just untap my Priest of Titania, like whenever I cast a spell, untap my Priest of Titania, like let's say she taps for 10. I untap mm-hmm. it, I'm fireballing for 10 or something. Priest of Titania now gets plus 9, plus 9. Yeah. I absolutely clobber someone with it and it untaps because I attack. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, what is, what is this? <laughs> Raised by Giants. Five and a green for a legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have base power and toughness 10 10 and are Giants in addition to their other types. Uh, this is really, really good in. What is the card name? Uh. Let me let me just double check here. Yeah, it's it's Sisse yeah. Weatherlight Captain. If you can get this out in Sisse, that's nuts because you search for a card, a legendary permanent with CMC equal or less to uh, less than, not equal to less than her power, put on the battlefield. So if her base power is ten ten and she gets one one for each other legendary, you've got like Sisse able to be a fifteen fifteen, and you can fetch out things that you've never been able to fetch out with Sisse. Yep. That's really, really exciting. I think I might uh, I think I might make a, a background Sisse deck. Yeah. Cause like there's so many cool like commander creatures you control, get, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really I really enjoy the background type. Yeah. So far. And then you want to do this one, I assume? Yeah, this is the last one. Alright. But this is probably the card that I'm most excited for in this set so far. It's a Raphael Fiendish Savior, three black and red for legendary creature Devil Noble, 4-4, with flying. Other demons, devils, imps, and tieflings you control get plus one, plus one, and have lifelink. And at the beginning of each end step, if a creature card was put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, create a 1-1 red devil creature token with when this creature dies, deals one damage to any target. That's pretty cool. Token generation uh, gives them a buff. It gives you life gain. It's a flyer. I like that. Yeah, it kind of does everything... That I'm looking for in a tribal commander. Really, really cool artwork on them. Yeah. 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 I feel like, like I said, I feel like we can end there. We, uh, we'll, we'll finish it up next week with Zach and everything. Like there's, there's a lot and I don't, like I said, it's when, when we do two hour episodes, I find it's kind of too much to take in. Right. So we talked a lot about yeah. these ones. We'll finish off the rares and then go through some of the uncommons. Cause there is really cool uncommons in this set. And it mm-hmm. is a shame to, to just skip over a bunch of them, especially like with the gates that they're printing. Like, how do you not talk about them? And there's a lot yeah. of, uh, there's a lot of legendary background enchantments and a lot of, uh, what's the other word I'm thinking? A lot of legendary backgrounds and a lot of like really, really cool legendary uncommon commanders. And I love them. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk with them. We'll talk about that with them next week. Uh, I will. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening so much. Uh, if you want more of our content, you can just go to www.intothe99.com. 
Um, again, thanks to everyone who was patient with us for not recording last week. Life gets the best of us sometimes, but we're so happy for everyone who like comes and listens every week. Um, yeah. yeah, let us know how you think of these first spoilers. Are you going to buy a lot of this set? Are you are you waiting? Are you fatigued out from this product? Then yeah, just let us know how you think. Uh, if you get a chance, rate us on Apple Music or Spotify. Good or bad, it still does help. Uh, helps us get found. Obviously, good is better. Just saying. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate everyone who spends the time with us every week. Yeah. Bye bye for now. Yeah.